Here's a preview of what you'll hear on this episode of Beyond the Wheel. I think, you know, small companies like ours, you know, 25 years ago, we could not have started this company uh, before the internet. Internet has completely changed how we run a business. I, you know, we couldn't have afforded to start this company and get the word out because the word out would have been radio, print magazines, heavy, heavy uh, marketing. And right now, marketing is Instagram. Now enjoy the show. You are listening to Beyond the Wheel, a podcast about the people and ideas that drive the RV community forward. This episode is brought to you by Battleborn Batteries, the best name in the RV and marine industry. These lithium batteries are designed and assembled in the USA, backed by a 10-year warranty. The best solution for your battery anxiety. So go check them out at battlebornbatteries.com. Whether your adventure is on the road, on the water, or off the grid, Battleborn Batteries keep you out there longer. In this episode, we are talking with Brian and Jerry from Tembo Tusk. They have a variety of products, but the Scottle is the focus of today's interview. As you will hear, this was a great product created out of necessity. The Scottle is a unique cooking device that is great for RVers, overlanders, van lifers, or any other travelers that have a need for compact items to enhance their travels. It is a unique and efficient product that we are excited to talk about. Before I spoil all of what Tembo Tusk has to offer, let's get into the episode. We're joined with uh, Brian and Jerry right now from Tembo Tusk. And can you guys kind of just introduce yourselves and uh, tell us a little bit about your role at Tembo Tusk? Sure. Uh, my name is Jerry, and uh, I started the company in 2010, mostly because of, uh, you know, we were slowly getting into the overland uh, environment. Uh, uh, you know, we had a, a Toyota FJ60, and we were outfitting it to go camping. And uh, oftentimes, we found that things, we couldn't get the products that we wanted uh, in the local market, and sometimes getting it from overseas was difficult. Uh, if we wanted to buy something from Australia, they wouldn't ship it to us. If we wanted to buy something from South Africa, which our tent and rack for the vehicle, we literally went to South Africa and bought it and shipped it. And uh, But it came down to things we just couldn't get, so we decided, yeah, we're going to make it ourselves. The internet was kind of new then, and we post up what we're doing, and we started believing the press clippings that if you build it, we will buy it. And that kind of uh, started the company. And, uh, and then slowly we went from there. We started, we started with a drop-down slide for uh, the 12 volt refrigerators. And uh, in a vehicle, you put them in the back of the vehicle and they're heavy and they're difficult to get to. So we pull out a slide, drop them down and made access to the fridge a lot easier. Okay. And then really from there, then we did flat slides, we did camp tables, you know, we started attending uh, Overland Expo type of uh, trade shows and uh, really it just kind of like goes from there. And, uh, and, you know, Brian's joining the company, I'll, I'll let him. Yeah, I mean, my name's Brian. I've actually just recently joined, obviously Jerry's my dad. So uh, I went off to college studied something completely unrelated to the industry. I went to school for construction and worked in the industry for four years. It made me a better person and gave me some insight on owning, running a business and mm -hmm. managing people. So just this year I've come back and uh, just trying to fill the gaps and 
learn from this guy and maybe one day I'll be in uh, his seat. <laughs> okay. So it's a family business. It is definitely a family business. My wife, Nolene, uh, you know, does the books and make sure that we don't spend too much money. Oh uh, yeah. She looks at that very yeah. closely. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and, and we have, uh, we're lucky to have enthusiasts who, who work for us. We're quite a, a, we're a good company. We're happy. You know, everyone's happy. And it's also, it's a good industry to be in. It's uh, people that come through the door, they're smiling, they're happy, you know, they're, they're going camping. And uh, they walk out the door with something they, they can't wait to use. And so it's, it's, it's quite pleasant. I just wanted to say real quick, too, I, I saw you guys at Overland West recently and talking about the family business. But you seem like a very, even the people that are not family, seem like a very tight-knit group. I know that you guys had two people there cooking for everybody on your scottles and, and serving out some, I believe they were just like little free lunches. And I said, oh, where did you get the two guys to come and cook? Did you hire somebody locally just for this event? You said, no, these guys work back in the factory and we bring them along to the shows and they're, they're great uh, cooks. And I, I thought that was great that you guys brought those guys from your company and that you didn't like kind of outsource just for a show. Right. Yeah, we, we had the whole company there. Yeah, we uh, everyone who works in the shop was was that it was in the booth, and uh, you know they all know the products and they they're obviously uh, do well speaking with people, and uh, and so happens that two of them really do cook well. <laughs> they cook at least twice a week in the shop uh, for lunch, awesome. and it's like you know we all sit around a big table and and enjoy lunch off the scuttle. It really is kind of like a family back there. I mean we're because we are such a small company, there's not that many people back there. And so we all rely on each other and we have a good time. I mean, it's, it's honestly a fun environment in the back. I'm sure you saw it, you know, at the show Yeah. with the way we were all interacting with each other. So, and it's fun, you know, it's not fun to just work in a warehouse and build stuff. It's, <laughs> these are fun events and that everyone should share and experience together. Yeah. You guys had a great vibe going on at that show. Yeah, we were lucky. We had a lot of people come visiting, and uh, and again, it's an it's an industry that people are happy. They're, you know, they're they're going camping. They're they're enjoying themselves, and uh, so it it kind of rubs off on everyone all around. When I saw you guys at uh, the FMCA uh, convention in Tucson, we saw the I guess for lack of a better term the refrigerator holding thing fridge, fridge slides fridge slides but we really like the scottle what made you guys get into the scottle or cooking area instead of just staying with you know the refrigerator slide and the tables and things like that what what brought you to develop something for cooking well it's kind it, of an accident. Yeah, kind of an accident. We used to attend uh, the Overland Expos. You know, we've been going to those since 2010. They used to have an event called uh, a morning breakfast walk. And they would go to different vendors' booths, and everyone would have a little something for, for breakfast. They'd bring their own plates, and then, you know, they would you know have something at our booth, something at the next booth, and so on and so forth. And we had a South Africa. My wife's from South Africa. Okay. And a scottle is... They grow up with these when they go camping. This is just part of, like, if you go to an American campground, you'll see the square charcoal burner that's that's sitting in a, in a campground. Well, instead of having those, they have scottles or, or, or pans, and they hook up their gas bottle to it, and boom, you know, it's like every day. 
So we had one of those from South Africa and we would cook, cook up South African fare like burrovos and, uh, and that's a, a South African farmer's sausage. Okay. And we get 50 people lining up at our booth just to get a taste of that sausage because they could smell it from about 50 yards away. <laughs> and at the time, we, we just had our slides and camp tables and things like that. People just kept asking, oh, can we buy that? You know, meaning the, the scuttle that we had. We're going, no, that's ours. We, you know, <laughs> right. we, we started hiding it underneath the truck because we were scared <laughs> it would disappear. Uh, and then at some point, the pan that we had you know, it had plastic bits and things, and it, it started breaking down. We'd had it for 20 years. And that's where, you know, we went back to South Africa with, ah, we'll buy another one. And of course, we couldn't find one. They had shifted a little bit. What, what you could buy was about five rows deep of grills and something that would fit in your backyard. You know, if you like one surface, then you're going to love this one. You'll love that one. And it got to a point where it's ridiculous. I can't camp with that. So we came home disappointed. The wife obviously wanted her, uh, her cooking device. And I said, uh, all right, let, let me make one. And uh, so, so, you know, we built a prototype and then showed it off at a, at, a, at a Toys for Tots event. We got such reaction from it. People were taking pictures. We had a magazine take a picture of it. Uh, we started making them. And we made 10 at a time. In the garage. In the garage. Oh, and wow. we made 20 at a time, then 50 at a time. Then we were buying pans, uh, you know, 500 at a time. At about that point, we got, I think we have something here. <laughs> we patented and uh, went through the whole process. And, you know, we've sold thousands of these now. And it's remaining popular. And it was a, a cooking device that was, was unknown. Other than, you know, if you go in, into uh, Texas and Arizona, you might find cowboy grills or Mexico, you'll find discadas which are similar. They're made out of a plow disc, uh, which is our design is from a plow disc. And, uh, but they would put theirs on top of a fire. And to us, we didn't like that. Uh, when you're overlanding, you have the, all this equipment in your vehicle. If you've got carbon powder, or, you know, black soot on the bottom of your pan, it gets over everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we wanted, we went the propane route and built a, a you know, built in uh, burner for it. And that keeps it clean, so we're, we're not getting black uh, on our hands and all over the, the vehicle. And uh, so that's the main difference between what you might find in Mexico or uh, farm areas in, in, in rural uh, U.S. But it wasn't a widespread uh, cooking method, I think, until we brought it in, at least for the overland industry or overland crowd. What is the actual cooking surface made of? What is that plate made out of? It's, uh, it's made out of a carbon steel. Um, okay. It's your, your pretty normal steel that you would find at a hardware store, except uh, we treat it with vegetable oil and we season it just like a cast iron pan. That's how it gets its nonstick qualities, um, easy to clean, is we give it that one treatment. And then from then on, the customer is basically, they just got to cook on it and the nonstick effect gets better and better. Oh, really? That gets, that, that increases over time then? Yeah the, yeah, the more you cook on it, the better it becomes. We give it a, an initial seasoning. Actually, we season it twice. And then from there, you know, you treat it like cast iron. I tell you, some people get very possessive of their scottle pans. It's like, no, you're not cooking on it. It's mine. Right. Don't, don't mess with my pan. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys season it before you ship it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's ready to go, okay. ready to uh, 
cook on the moment you get it. The ones that I saw at the at the FMCA rally had stands with them as well. Do they all come with that with the stand? Yeah, come, yeah they all come with the three legs, come with a burner, come with the carry bag. And of course, there's accessories. Yeah. yeah. What's the overall weight when you have all that together? Is it pretty lightweight? Yeah, it weighs about 24 pounds, all, all in the bag. Um, and that's with accessories. And of course, if you add your gas bottles, which also fit in the bag, you'll be adding a little bit of weight. So tops out at about 25 pounds. What size bottles can you use? Or is it just, is it one, just one size? Or can you use different size bottles? You can use uh, butane on the stove, which we, we don't highly recommend. Butane is really expensive and it comes in small bottles. The little green propane bottles are fabulous for it. Or you could hook up a five pound or barbecue bottle with a hose. Oh, you can. So it's pretty versatile, but it needs to be high pressure. A lot of motorhomes will have low pressure systems and the stoves require a high pressure. So essentially no... Um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, quick disconnect. No, not quick disconnect. The uh, uh, the the handle for for turning down the gas. Oh yeah. The, the regulator. Regulator. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. you want to go directly from the bottle. Okay. Okay. But so then for lighting and starting, you guys do have. How, how does how is it how is it lit? How is the temperature controlled? So the stove has its uh, knob right here, which is how you adjust. The flame, but if you click it, oh, you okay. in it has a lighter on there. There's a little piezo right, right in okay. the middle. So really, you don't need a lighter. You can hook up your gas, and that's all you need. That's great. Yeah. So the stove self-regulates, you know, with the knob. Okay. Okay. And then at, at what cooking? I guess people, depending on what they're making, want different cook temperatures. How, how, you know what the range is? Like how hot can you get that plate? And would you even want it on high to cook things? I'm not even sure. Not, not at all. You know, you can get it too hot. The burner is very strong. You know, you'll get 400, 500 degree temperatures on the pan. The, well, you want to start low and go to medium. It's probably the one mistake people make the most. You know, the, the funny thing is at home, you would never turn on your burner full blast in, on your home stove. Right. For some reason or other, when you go camping, you can't help yourself. <laughs> you turn that thing on full blast. It's and, true. Uh, and, and, you know, you don't want to do that. You burn everything. You know, and I also, we suggest start it low and don't go any higher than medium. And obviously, the more food you have on the pan, the higher you go. But start on low and it's plenty of power uh, okay. to, to cook anything that you want. Okay. So even one of those, even one of those small green bottles will last a, oh. a few cooking sessions. Oh, it, does. It, it lasts longer than you think it should, because again, your your burner is at between low and medium. You're just sipping gas. One example I like to give is when I go camping, I'll take two bottles of those green bottles of, of uh, propane, and I never, never use the second bottle. And I'll probably go three or four trips uh, before I get to the second bottle. So yeah, it's it just sips gas. And, uh, and those bottles unofficially are refillable. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, we don't, you know, we don't want to throw those away. It's like, well, refill them. Yeah, yeah. I refill Although mine. it is unofficial. Yeah, unofficial. I re yeah, I refill mine unofficially too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you feel better about it. It's like, good. <laughs> I feel like I got away with something when I refill yeah. it. <laughs> unofficially. Unofficially, yeah. yeah. Well, they're a great size because I think they're only one pound bottles, the green ones. They're one and they're pound bottles. They don't take a lot of room. 
yeah, they're easy to pack up and, and carry around. So they are like a really good size. And the fact that you're getting multiple meals out of them is great. Oh, absolutely. One way I like to tell people about how long the bottles last is you'll be able to use this bottle until you forget when you changed it. <laughs> and then you'll go, man, that was so long ago. I forgot that I had changed it. And that's why you carry a second bottle. Okay. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good analogy. How long did it take for you guys to come up with a design that that you were able to really sell uh, in the market? It definitely took a few months of tinkering. Uh, we didn't get it right the first time. And, and the, the very first ones we used were actual Hero discs that we had to weld the centers on. And uh, you know now we don't need to do that. We actually cut our own and press our own. But you know in the beginning, you know we had no access to that kind of machinery. But uh, it took us quite a few months to perfect it. Uh, getting the legs right was uh, probably it took a, a long while. It, it took a long while, and also the the bracket to hold the stove in place took a bit of experimentation, and it it changed over time. First, the that bracket was all handmade. Now it's all laser cut. But from start to finish, probably a good six months of uh, testing, tinkering, you know, rebuilding, starting again, and uh, and then getting it out to, for for people to see it. And then your other products, just stepping away from the Scottle for a little bit, your other products, did those take a while to, through the design process as well? Depends. Uh, we're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Our very first product was a drop-down slide, and that probably had a two-year development. development period. Mm. Uh, you know, of course, I had a different job then, and, you know, you only work on weekends. But it, uh, but it took a lot longer. It was more complicated. But uh, you know, now we work on SolidWorks. And our shop now, we have our own uh, laser cutter. We have our own CNC press break. We're able to prototype and develop a lot faster than we used to. We recently developed a, uh, a, a, a bike slide for the van industry, where if you have your bicycle, you know, a lot of these guys buy... I don't know, mountain bikes, what are they worth, uh, Brian? Uh, Jake, uh, one of our guys just bought one for almost four grand. And, yeah. and then they hang these on the back of their uh, of their vans. You know, that's an expensive toy back there. So we're, we developed a slide so it'll, it can slide into the van. That probably took us probably about a month to develop uh, from start to finish and uh, testing and so on. Whereas, you know, like I say, things are a little bit faster because we can do it ourselves. Whereas in the old days, if we needed to be prototyped, it had to go to somebody, an outside vendor who took six weeks and, and whatever that costs. And uh, so you didn't prototype very often. It was too expensive and time consuming. You know, now we can do it in, you know, in a couple of weeks. So you're happy with the design of the Scottle now? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've made changes over the years. You know, we have adjustable legs now where we didn't before. And, uh, and we got lobbied really hard by the tall guys. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had uh, 28 inch legs. We now have 36 inch legs, which will shrink down to 20 inches all the way up to 30, up to 36 inches. So we, we've now made everyone happy. Then the accessories, you know, when we first started, we didn't have a bag. You know, I used to put my pan in a t-shirt. And uh, so now we, we have a proper bag. We have accessories like the leg table and uh, lids and wind guards and things like that. Things like the accessory for like the table that attaches to the leg, is that based off of customer feedback? Or is that something that you guys decide when you're using it that you want it? 
Uh, yes and no. Uh, some things just come out of our need, like the bag, you know, was a natural. It's like, I, I got to find something to put this in. It's, it's not working. And the, the leg table actually came from a customer. I saw it on his Instagram and I went, oh, that is a good idea. And we talked to him and he came, he luckily he was local and he came into the office and uh, gave us permission to, uh, you know, to use the idea. Oh, and, uh, and then we kind of ran with it from there. His was a little different. And we just made it work for, you know, for the scottle. And turns out it, it, it really works well. Because I mean, oftentimes you go to the grill and you got something in your hand. One of them is typically a beer. And, uh, <laughs> but you got to pick up the spatula. And you're going, you know, what do I put it under my arm? No, you put it down and you happen to have a table right there. Uh, because the tailgate is too far away or your camp table is over there. Uh, it's just nice to have something right close by. Can you make all types of meals on the Scottle? Yeah, absolutely. There, so we actually have a cookbook that some of our customers put together. And I mean, you have ranging from Asian to Indian food to American classics, like, you know, pancakes and hamburgers. You can really do whatever you want. If you, you could think of it as just a pan, anything that you can cook in a pan, you can do in the Scottle. And anything that you can you want to do on your barbecue, you could also do on the scottle. Yeah, so. steaks are fabulous, like on a cast iron skillet. And, but with the lid, we can bake with it as well. It's it's in I call it an imperfect oven, but it's still where we make cookies, we make sweet rolls in the morning, we make biscuits, uh, we even smoke meat. Uh, we've got a little uh, steam tray in the uh, that we put in. We put wet wet wood chips underneath. Turn the burner real low and put uh, ribs half hour one side, half hour the other, and oh, they just fall off the bone. It's <laughs> nice. just not right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool that your, your cookbook is actually inspired by recipes that your customers came up with. So you guys really are listening to your customers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And changes have come because of their input. Absolutely. How, how do you get the cookbook? Is that something that people are able to purchase right online? Two ways we can do it. You can download it uh, for free from our website, or if you want a hands-on cookbook. And also that comes from one of our uh, customers. The cookbook was born out of, uh, uh, from one of our customers who actually makes it for us. She's a chef, pastry chef, and she puts the cookbook together for us and makes sure that it's, that it's working and, uh, and so on. I think that's great that you guys offer a free version of it, though, that if, if somebody wanted to just download it, they can have that information for free. I think that's really uh, sweet of you guys, actually, really nice of you guys. Well, it's just, you know, cookbooks, some people want it in their hands and, so, and you know, some people just want it on their phones. You know, if they're going to have it in their hands, unfortunately, it costs money to make. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it, you got to cover those costs. And But it was more of a, you know, really, you know, it's recipes they're, and all the recipes are from our uh our, our customers. So it's like, kind of felt like, you know what, it's something that we should be able to give back. If they want the book, you know, it's available as well. Okay. I know you talked about seasoning it and you treat it kind of like a cast iron skillet. So there's not, there's no special cleaning that you have to do after you use it. Nothing special. I'll tell you, you treat it like cast iron. Uh, I mean, it, it, you can talk to a cast iron guy or, or 10 cast iron guys and you'll get 10 different versions of how to clean it. However, we found the simplest, if you get crud in the bottom, like you would with uh, our scottle or any pan, you put water in it, turn on the burner, bring the water up to a boil, scrape up the, 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 the grunge, and then wipe it out and you're done. It's like a, 
you know, what, two minutes. Yeah. And if you have any extra leftovers in the bottom, uh, I, I like to recommend using salt and vegetable oil. The salt kind of acts like a bit of a sandpaper almost to polish the surface. The oil is a bit of a lubricant. And when you wipe it out, you wipe out your crunchies and your salt and you put it away because the oil has now prepped it for the next time that you cook on it. So you're now adding another layer. Okay. So it's pretty durable or, or tough, I'm thinking, because like if, 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 if I would try to do something like that to say one of my Teflon. Oh, oh yeah. You'd ruin it. You just ruin it. Yeah. yeah. Destroy it by doing something like that. But this is this, you can be aggressive if you need it to be and not damage it. Yeah. The worst thing that happens is you might scrape a little bit of seasoning off uh, and the repair is as easy as cooking bacon. <laughs> and, you know, and then it's you a get a little one. snack when you're for your hard work. There yeah, you yeah. go. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. And I, I've really tortured my scottle the best that I can because I would, I'd like that we break it before, say, you or another customer breaks it. So uh, I left my scottle outside for a summer in Phoenix. I left the bag outside. The the pan filled with water and rusted, but. The repair was very easy. It took me about 20 minutes. I took some uh, steel wool and scraped off all the rust, wiped it out, hosed it down, oil coated it, and uh, cooked dinner on it that night. Wow. Yeah. Perfectly fine. It was perfectly yeah, fine. that's impressive. Are, are the cooking surfaces all the, is it all one size? We have two scottle sizes. Our standard is the 18 inch, and you could cook for, you know, 10 people on that you know, because there's enough real estate. And we have a, what's called an adventure scottle, which is 12 inches as opposed to 18. We developed that for the motorcycle guys or the kayakers, anybody who has a small vehicle. And if we're, uh, if we're in Wisconsin, then it's for the Subaru owners. It's anybody with a small vehicle, even the, you know, the older Jeeps don't have a lot of room. And, uh, and personally, that's what I cook on is the adventure scottle because oftentimes I'll cook by myself. It's good for one or two people. It's tiny. I can cook quickly. I can put it away. But if I'm cooking for a group or like Brian cooks for, for a group, you know, we'll pull out the big one. Okay. It is So the, the smaller one, I guess it's a little lighter, but maybe not. Is there, is there a huge difference in weight when it there comes to the two? Yeah. Is there? It, oh, okay. The, the adventure scottle is about three and a half pounds. Uh, the, the legs are aluminum and the pan is thinner and smaller. So we really, we designed it to be under four pounds. Okay. Because the motorcycle guys are looking at, uh, you know, they don't want, you know, they, they look at every pound. They want to know how much is in their, in their bikes. And, uh, you know, they just don't need anything. You know, it's got to fit in the pannier boxes and they don't have a lot of room to start, nor a lot of weight to carry. I watch a lot of endurance sports and a lot of people that are into endurance sports, you know, might do long distance cycling, even where they're camping, just traveling on their bicycle, something like that might work for them as well. It could work because, you know, with the pan, you don't need pots and pans, right? Uh, you, you cook, everything cooks on it. You can even eat off of it. So, uh, you know, you can cut down what you have to bring right? and being that lightweight, uh, you know, it would probably be just short of hiking. You probably wouldn't want to take it hiking. You know, they, they, they work in grams. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, a bicyclist, it might, they might be able to, uh, to use it. And definitely a motorcyclist, it wouldn't bother them. Yeah. Okay. And I know we've mentioned a couple of times now that, you know, Sean and I saw you at FMCA. We, we, I just recently saw you at Overland West. 
how, how big for marketing and getting your, 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 your Scottle in front of people and your other products in front of other people, how many shows do you guys do? Is that a big part of your, your marketing? Yeah. Uh, it, it, yes and no. I mean, the shows, I think you have to go to show that you're still alive. Uh, okay. But uh, but I think uh, Instagram is definitely uh, a major part uh, of, of marketing. And then the shows, because people want to touch and feel. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, talk to you. So I think that's important. I think it's good customer service. I think it's cool, too, at the shows. Like, they can walk up and talk to the actual owner of the company and ask you questions directly. I think that's, I, I would imagine that's probably a pretty big deal to most people. Yeah, they like to ask to, yeah, they get real specific on stuff that they want to know that sometimes it's hard to do through a computer screen. Yeah. And I think that's what makes these shows important uh, is is the, is the one-on-one that you're able to do. Yeah. But you're right, though, that in- Instagram reels and things like that have, have really exploded in, in today's marketing. Like you don't necessarily need to go out and pay for advertising on a, a commercial and and be shown on like you know, the big three or uh, I don't even know if they're the big three anymore, but you know what I'm saying? But you don't need to necessarily go out and pay for commercial programming or maybe, I don't know, have you guys done radio commercials or? No, I think, you know, small companies like ours, you know, 25 years ago, we could not have started this company uh, before the internet. Internet has completely changed how we run a business. I, I, you know, we couldn't have afforded to start this company and get the word out. Because the word out would have been radio, print magazines, heavy, heavy uh, marketing. And right now, marketing is Instagram, which is free. And we do a, you know a few industry specific magazines, uh, but they're not necessarily uh, you know if you advertise in a national magazine, you're you're you know you're twenty thousand dollars plus per month, and a company our size that's just not viable. You know we'll handle a few hundred dollars per month. But uh, we're not doing twenty thousand dollars. That's just for one magazine, and we're finding magazines um, if they don't have a internet component to their magazine, uh, people aren't even looking at them. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say. I wonder too, like with some of these bigger magazines, your ad could probably easily get lost with all the other ads that's that's in there. And if it's not a magazine geared towards, say, overlanding or outdoor, well, I guess yeah, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and we probably couldn't compete with the big boys on the uh, the type of advertising they do. I mean, they're they got you know full page, double page spreads. You know, you don't even want to know how much that costs. <laughs> that whereas we're coming in with our little uh, our little ad, and uh, yeah, it's easy to get lost uh, in in that in those markets. And like I say, in today's day and age, we're very lucky that uh, internet exists. It's revolutionized how people run businesses. And you guys have a good good word of mouth. I, I went around without you guys knowing and, and talked to a couple people that I know that are in the overlanding industry. And everybody I spoke with had good things to say. Anybody that's used your 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 scottle or knew somebody that owned one of your scottles had very good uh, things to say about it, which, I mean, that that's the best type of advertising that you could probably get is good word of mouth and having actual users praise your product. Yeah, we're oh, yeah. very, very lucky with that. We have, you know, the best customers and we're lucky that it's food. People love taking pictures <laughs> of food and, and we're happy to repost. And, uh, and we're amazed at the creativity 
that are that the customers come up with on food. Yeah, we're constantly blown away as to what they're cooking. And it's like, wow, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> nice. At shows, I tell them, go speak to someone that has a scottle. If you're on the fence, go talk to them and see what they say. Because they're not trying to sell you. They're just telling you how awesome it is. Right. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And I think we find in a lot of people that we interview that if you have good customer service and good word of mouth from your customers, that's like, you know, marketing that you can't quantify in any terms. Yeah, that's gold. You, yeah. you can't buy that. Right. You know, you just can't. Yeah. You know, because it's it comes from the soul. Yeah. Yeah. So you said, Jerry, that you had your original Scottle like 20 plus years or close to 20 years, I think is what yes. you said. How do you figure out what type of warranty comes with with the Scottle that you're producing? Well, we have no plastic parts. Uh, and that was what eventually doomed the one that we had. Uh, and we were careful with it. But over time, the plastic parts just give up. The legs started splaying. And the, the surface was a enamel surface. So we always had to be a bit careful. And eventually, you know, that gets scraped or scratched. And, you know, you just wear it out. This, our scuttle, I think, short of running it over with a semi-truck, you can't hurt it. I think the worst case is we had somebody, one of our customers in Florida, uh, left it outside for the season. And if you know anything about Florida, uh, you know, stainless steel rusts. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it was well rusted. And uh, we told them what to do, you know, get a sand, uh, a little palm sander and uh, sand it down, oil it. And it came back to brand new. It looked brand new when he was done. So it's it's pretty hard to wreck. I've had uh, some people say, well, how long is it going to last? They happen to have their kids. I said, well, her grandkids are going to be using it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Our products, they come with a lifetime warranty. It, it should be the product's lifetime, not our lifetime, because it will definitely outlast our lifetime. <laughs> so it has a lifetime warranty. Yeah, if if they've managed to ruin it, and, and we're not too worried because it's uh, we can probably tell them how to fix it because it's really not ruined. It's just, uh, you know, it needs a little bit of, you know, they've, it's been a, it becomes a maintenance issue. Right. And okay. uh, and it's easily resolved. If they manage to make it so it's unresolvable, yeah, of course, we'll, uh, we'll uh, warranty it and exchange it. Wow, that's impressive. I know that you guys were selling them at the show. I would imagine you sell them online. It, are, are you guys in stores at all? Like what's the easiest way for somebody to purchase one? Well, you purchase it online on our website, uh, templetus.com. And we do have dealers around the country that uh, also carry it. Okay. Uh, we have a pretty good dealer network throughout the States. We are not in big box stores or commercial environments, uh, but most of our stores are at the moment catering to you know, the overland industry, we have some that are catering to uh, ri river rafters. We have others that are motorhome uh, dealers that carry it in their showroom. And uh, and they'll sell, you know, w which is the best. If you buy this motorhome, we'll give you a scar. We like them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we like them. So we've got a pretty wide cross-section of, uh, of who sells it. So, and on our website, we have a stocking dealer a section that you can look and see who's in your state. So you can either buy it from our dealers or buy it directly from us. Okay, great. 
or come to our shop. Oh, you can buy it right there in Anaheim. We have our our machine shop. uh, We have a small warehouse, not warehouse, small showroom. Okay. Okay. And uh, we don't have a a storefront, just a, uh, our showroom. But uh, we have locals that that will walk in and say, oh, I want to buy a Scottle. So I'm sure Kenny will drive by there one day since he, he likes Disney and and um, uh, Anaheim's kind of a Disney place. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely come by and stop by. Oh, yes. absolutely. Make sure you stop by on a Thursday. We'll probably be cooking lunch and you'll get, <laughs> get yourself a free Scottle lunch. <laughs> nice. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys manufacture any other products that, RVers or van, van lifers might be interested in. Yeah. yeah um, so I mean, some of the some of our new products that we just recently released would be the DIY slides, which have gone over pretty well in the RV markets as well as the van markets. It's uh, it's basically a a mounting system to where you're able to create your own slide for whatever you want, whether it's batteries, cargo. If you'd like to put a cooler or refrigerator on it. We build the track that slide out of your vehicle, and all you have to do is make your own platform. It seems that a lot of people are looking for a specific slide for a very specific purpose that no one really builds, but we give you the means to build it yourself. And we do the hard part, and we allow our customers to do, I like to call it the fun part of building the slide and customizing it to whatever you need. And we have about four different sizes, ranging from 20 inches to four feet. Um, so there are slides that could work underneath the RV and the compartment, or you could put it in the battery bay. We also have uh, a fire pit that we've just recently come out with. It's a propane fire pit. You know, we're from the state of California, and we pretty much can't do real fires mm-hmm. uh, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so we came up with a propane fire pit. It's gone pretty well. People have really liked it. It flat packs down, uh, comes with all the pieces that you need, and then its own carry bag, so it doesn't make a mess wherever you store it. What size is that fire pit? It's about uh, 12 inches long, about 7, 8 inches wide, and stands about 6, 7 inches tall. We made it specifically a certain size so that you wouldn't be tempted to put wood in it. Oh, uh, oh, okay. You know, if we made it too big, they would put wood in it. Yeah. Um, so it's at a size where it's just a little bit smaller than a log that you could buy at the supermarket. And but we do have the propane or, or a burner inside that you hook up to a propane bottle. OK. And, uh, and you know, it, 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 it gives you plenty of heat, more heat than you think. And you can have the flame as high or as low as you need it. OK. Getting back to the, the do it yourself slides or any of our slides are all rated for about 600 pounds. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. So That's great. they're tough slides. And uh, so you can put just about anything you want on there, uh, you know, as long as you don't exceed the, uh, the weight rating, but uh, the weight rated between five and 600 pounds. Okay. Even the ones that slide out to four feet. Correct. Oh, nice. Where, where did the idea of slides come from that you guys, was that something that you were seeing, hearing? What, what, how did that come about? Uh, on the do-it-yourself ones, well, uh, yeah. our, our, our first, you know, our refrigerator slide just came out of the fact that I, I couldn't find what I needed, <laughs> and so we built it ourselves. The uh, the do-it-yourself one actually came out of uh, our thoughts of going of of the motorhome. The, the bigger ones all have basements, yeah, and not all of them have. You know, sometimes you don't want to crawl in there to get what you want. I know some motorhomes will come with their own built-in slides. There's certain companies that do build slides. 
we thought we might be able to find a niche in there that isn't being met at the moment. And uh, so our thought was towards the motorhomes and the and the uh, the under bay, uh, uh, you know, cabinets or uh, or basement. And but it's also turning out we've had the, those questions from our overlanders who want a specific size between the wheel wells and our existing pre-made slides for the fridges were either too skinny, too wide, whatever the case may be. And now they're able to to customize. Nice. Now, I got to ask, because it's such a cool name and a cool logo, how did you guys, What what's the story behind the name of the company and the logo? Well, a long time ago, <laughs> we, you know, the company started with the drop-down slides. And uh, the way I was envisioning the, the slide and explaining it to people was, you have your refrigerator in the vehicle, you pull it out, and it drops down. You can notice my arms. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking, you know, it's a lot like you know elephant tusks. You pick up this heavy fridge and you you put it in the in the vehicle. You pull it out and drop it down. And at the same time, we're going, well, what are we going to call the company? It's like, hmm, you know, what about you know elephant tusk? <laughs> Except that's a mouthful and it really doesn't it doesn't roll out off the tongue very well. <laughs> and so we were trying to come up with different names. And my wife, being from South Africa, she goes, I don't know, why don't we? Uh, you know, a tembo means elephant in Swahili. Oh. And uh, so, and then we went, we put, uh, you know, tembo, like if you ever watch old Tarzan movies uh, from the 60s, his elephant's name was tembo. But uh, so we put tembo tusk together and it was like, well, that rolled off the tongue just fine. And we had a friend who designed, you can see our logo behind us, uh, designed the logo. He had about three different logos and we hit on that one. It's like, that's the one. And uh, that's really where it was born, just sitting around a table and discussing how our original product worked. So we came up with Tembo Tusk, and we're pretty happy with it. It's uh, people remember it. Yeah. And yeah, it's very great. Do you guys have swag like t shirts and stuff with that uh, logo on it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. The answer is yes. yes. I would imagine those would be popular as well. They are. Yeah, we've, we've got stickers. We've got T-shirts. Patches as patches. well. Patches. Patches are very, uh, very popular. The Overlanders like to put it on their uh, on, on their roof uh, headliners. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really uh, popular. Yeah, the, the patch. I, I'm not a big sticker guy. I don't like putting stickers on my vehicle, but I'll put a patch any day. Because, you know, you can take it off, put it back on, and it's all Velcro. Do you guys have those patches at the shows with you? Yes, yes. we do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's all of our questions, guys. Is there anything that we forgot or that you would like to add that we might have missed? No, I think you guys have hit on, on a lot of different uh, items. You know, we're just happy to uh, have a little bit of exposure to, to your uh, market because it's funny, you step out of the overland industry and you know people don't know who you are. You know, we feel popular in, uh, in the overland industry. But like I say, you take one step sideways and they've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, and so it's, it's, I'm happy that you guys are in a, in a slightly different environment. And uh, so real happy to introduce ourselves to, uh, uh, you know, to your crowd. And, uh, and hopefully they'll find something interesting in it. And they might come take a look and uh, see something that works, you know, for their, for what they do. Yeah. Yeah, we we appreciate you guys taking the time and uh, hope everybody goes to tembotust.com and and checks it all out. We sure hope so, too. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. 
I love this episode for so many reasons. I really like that it's a small family business, and I enjoyed hearing how Brian has taken a larger part in the company. Their products sound amazing, especially the Scottle. I love how easy it is to use, clean, and maintain. And three, I've had a chance to see these guys a couple times at shows, and I really enjoy that they take the time to talk to each person that comes up to their booth. And believe me, they are swamped at every show I have seen them at. Lines of people waiting just to talk to them and about their Scottle. I also like that we're helping to introduce them to the RV market. Be sure to take a look at our show notes and visit their website at tembotusk.com. I think you'll be very impressed with what you see. If you enjoyed this episode, say thanks to Battleborn Batteries and Wholesale Warranties for sponsoring this episode and every episode. An easy way to do this is to find them on social media, leave them a comment that simply says, I enjoy listening to Beyond the Wheel podcast and I wanted to thank you for sponsoring it. This will do two things. One, it'll let them know that people are finding out about them through us. And two, it'll help the show when it comes for renewing our sponsorship with them. Take care all and safe travels. This episode is brought to you by Battleborn Batteries, the best name in the RV and marine industry. These lithium batteries are designed and assembled in the USA backed by a 10-year warranty. The best solution for your battery anxiety. So go check them out at battlebornbatteries.com.